Welcome to Stepdad Success, turning the tide on the way stepdads are seen and show up in the world. We're a new breed of leaders raising leaders. Blood or no blood, we raise them as our own. We're connected, loving, and committed to leading them into the future. If you asked a normal dad, he'd say we're doing the impossible. He'd say, but they're not yours. How do you do it? Yet every day, stepdads around the world are forging the way. That's what we call stepdad success. We're leaders raising leaders. And these are our stories. Good afternoon, stepdads. This is James Klobasa for Stepdad Success. And we're, we have another interview on the line today. And today we've got Grant Belcher. Grant Belcher is another uh, Sunshine Coast lad like myself. He's been here a lot longer though, born and bred. Um, he is big into swimming. He actually owns a bunch of pools on the coast runs those and um, is heavily into Tony Robbins' work also. So we'll probably dive down that path as well. I know he's worked with Tony for a long time now and obviously has stepkids. So we're going to dive straight in. Uh, g'day, Grant. How are you today, mate? Yeah, hi, James. How are you doing? Awesome, mate. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. And oh, mate, I for... really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, great to have you. And, mate, what I'll do is I'll just get you to give us a little background on just yourself, your family, um, and, you know, wherever you want to go with that, and we'll go from there. But just to give give the guys listening a, a bit of background on yourself so they've got an understanding of who you are. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Um, so, as James mentioned, I've been on the Sunshine Coast for a period of time. Um, let me correct a little bit there. I was actually born in Melbourne, so I wasn't actually born and bred uh, here on the Sunshine okay. Coast. Sorry, but mate. I've been here since I've been here since I was uh, been since here since I was but a wee lad. Uh, I think my parents moved me up here when I was uh, I think it was about five years old or something. So, you know, it's been uh, certainly uh, quite a long period of my life that I've been here on the beautiful Sunshine Coast, which has been fantastic. And um, for me, um, I, I got, as, as James mentioned, I got involved in swimming uh, when I was a young kid, and that was one of the reasons my parents got, brought me up to the Sunshine Coast. I had asthma really bad when I was a kid uh, down in Melbourne, and one of the ways to um, to help that was to get into swimming and move to a warmer environment and so forth, hence why our parents moved us up here to the Sunshine Coast. And... Um, and really through that, it, it started my, I guess, my competitive career and so forth in, in swimming. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say I was, um, I certainly didn't make any Australian teams or anything like that, but certainly did all right in swimming. Um, and, you know, it sort of helped me, uh, helped me overcome the asthma and so forth. And then eventually what I was able to do was turn that into, into a business. Um, and as James mentioned, we, we have a number of aquatic centres up here on the Sunshine Coast that we operate and also on the Gold Coast. And uh, I think it's really... You know, my passion for a business is to be able to take uh, take young kids, and we we teach them to swim, um, and you know, which in itself is um, is very rewarding and so forth. So that's yeah, um, that's awesome, mate. That's a that's a massive one right there. Just being able to pass that skill on, let alone um, anything else that you do in in life. Oh, me. Yeah, um, yeah. You go. You go. Continue. Yeah, on. it is. It's it's um. You know, it's it's really a life-saving skill, and you know, it's our our sort of mission here that we we have um, and we focus on. And I say we, as in my wife as well, because she's involved. But the story goes, and this is we wanted to get into, was the story goes that that's where I met my wife was through uh, was through the swimming pool. I actually uh, actually used to coach her children at one point in time before they actually became mine when they were quite young. 
um, and she used to come in and, and bring her kids into to lessons and coaching and so forth. And um, we sort of, I guess, hit it off at the pool. And and uh, you know, five years down the track, we ended up. Uh, we decided to get married, and we've been married for um, about twelve years. Last week, actually, it was. So uh, we've awesome. been together 17, 17 years. Well, That's awesome, mate! Congratulations mm-hmm. on the on the twelve year anniversary. Yeah, it's um, it was pretty awesome. It was great. It's, um, it's very cool. And then the kids, I, I guess the kids have uh, have always been part of that. They were quite young when we first got together. I don't have any um, I don't have any kids of my own biologically, but I do have kids. Like most people here, we're stepdads, and we have uh, you know, we still have kids. And um, you know, it's been an amazing journey. And you know, I love these uh, these guys as, as much as they are my own. And yep. um, you know, we've had some pretty amazing. Amazing rides and experiences and all that sort of stuff over the years, both through the pool and, and you know, and um, you know, just in life in general. Sure, sure. Tell me, um, Grant, I'm very much like yourself. I don't have my own biological kids, um, as the listeners will know. I've got a couple of little boys with my partner Leone, um, and I'm much like yourself. Treat them just as my own. But can I ask, what's been your um, well, maybe not stopping you, but why didn't you have your own kids? Yeah, really good question, and I don't know if I actually really know the answer to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I think, I don't know, it just was not one of those things that that actually happened. And, you know, my wife and I, my wife is uh, Jen, and we spoke about it many years ago, whether we wanted to do that. Um, for me, uh, look, honestly, I think... I've been very focused on building a business and other things, and I think that's probably one of the reasons, but that's not the only reason. I think, honestly, um, for me, I just didn't think I was ready, or I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure oh, why it sure. never happened. Um, yeah. you know, and, you know, I guess that's probably a bit of a story. If I was if I was being really honest about it, I was probably maybe even a bit, you know, afraid or, or there was fear involved and so forth. Um, you know, I didn't know whether I could um, at times... Yeah, I guess look after myself, let alone someone else. So, but I mean, that's obviously just a story as well, because obviously I have for a long period of time looked after kids, and it's um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I had the same story running that you know I, you know, I wouldn't be able to support them, or I wouldn't be a good enough dad, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And I, I've just, as you say, like I've been a little bit scared or whatever. And there's really all the there's proof out in the world that. You are a good dad. You can support them. You you would make a great dad, and yet it slips through the through the cracks, kind of thing. Um, I'm in the same boat, so I, yeah, I totally um, well, I kind of understand it from my point of view anyway. Um, yeah, look, I sometimes I sometimes think about it. and I think, well, you know, is it really just a a really strong self focus or something like that that I'm just just focused on myself for so long that that just sort of never was really something that came up, or was it? Uh, you know, I'm not not 100 percent sure, and I haven't really gone into it because you know it's the end of the day it's it is what it is and it's irrelevant and mm-hmm. um you know i have i have three amazing kids that yeah. um you know generally i have as a stepdad and you know i look at that and you know we could have could have had you know biological kids but i also looked at it and i went well you know um i would probably have them because jen and i got together you know when we were she was sort of um late 20s early 30s type thing when we were sort of talking about it and then you know i was probably Jen's a few years older than I am, so I was probably you know, 27, 
at the time, that sort of thing. And you know, although that's not you know old to be having kids and so forth, I sort of maybe thought about that and went, well, you know, I don't know. I got <laughs> three kids. I got three. I got yeah, three amazing I, kids. I, I yeah, I totally understand. I've run the same thought process over a hundred times, and and in the end, it's just like, well, it is what it is. And I've you know we've got two awesome boys, and um, you know I'm gonna just do the best I can there. So tell us yep. a bit more about your kids. Um, firstly, sure. you know how old were they when you met, and what was that initial Reaction. I know you said earlier that you used to tra- coach them, but what I used to like coach the older one. Yeah, yeah. But in what happened? Ha- what, yeah. what happened when you, when the relationship side came became apparent? Yeah. Look, the journey for us was um, it was something that we took fairly slow. Um, so I was uh, I was dating um, my now wife Jen uh, for oh, gee whiz for uh, I can. I'm not quite sure exactly how long, but it was certainly months before we even, you know, even considered letting the kids know and so forth. I mean, obviously, I had a bit of a relationship with the kids. Um, you know, that, this is when they were young, so we, we've got three kids. Um, Amani at the time, who was the youngest one, I think she was like five, and then uh, Tatiana, who's the the uh, middle uh, girl, she was um, she would have been seven, and Dan would have been probably eight. Mm-hmm. At the time, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been with Amani basically most of her life, um, and the other kids, you know, for a fair portion of their lives as well. I mean, they're now a lot older. So, um, Dan is now twenty, wow, twenty-seven. Um, oh, the middle girl is now twenty-five, and uh, Amani is twenty-two. So, yeah. Wow. You know, grown they're, up they're and certainly grown up and moved out. Actually, they're, none of them live with us anymore. Dan's on the Gold Coast uh, in his final few months of uh, medical degree, and uh, Tatiana is actually married and and uh, living um, down in Brisbane, which is about an hour away from where we are. And Amani actually lives with her um, biological father still. So mm, sure, sure. So how was how how were the kids' reactions to you guys coming together? Yeah, look. Um, thanks for that. I, I sort of didn't go there, but um, yeah, no, yeah, look, they were really, they, they were really, um, they were really excited when we sort of finally let them know uh, what was happening, and, and you know that there was, I guess, um, you know, mum had is, was actually seeing someone, and it was me. And um, I guess the way I looked at it, the way I framed it, was I never actually wanted to be their dad. They had a dad. They have a father, right? right. And yep. for me, I'd, I'd framed it around the perspective of, look, I'm just here to be your friend. You know, I'm obviously very interested in your mother and, and um, you know, we have a relationship going, but, you know, I'm, I'm not coming into this to replace your dad, to be your dad or anything like that. I never actually wanted them to refer to me as dad. I always asked them to refer to me as Grant. And, you know, we had, a, I guess, a friendship. And that's how we sort of how we sort of worked. And I said to them, "Look, you know, I'll be here for you if you guys need anything." But you know, I, and I actually said to them, "I know you have a father. I'm not trying to be your father. I'm not sure. you're never going to replace your father." Yep. yep. But look at me as an additional. Yep. And how's like? Do you have a relationship with their biological father? Are you like? Are they still in communication? And are you guys in communication with him? 
Yeah, look, we are. Um, we try not to be, to be honest. Um, it's been a very interesting ride uh, over the years. It got a little bit, um, you know, it got very heated for, for quite a number of years um, between um, my wife, Jen, and, and her ex. Um, it was probably not the greatest uh, experience. But he has always been very, he as in her ex, has always been very sort of accepting of me. Um, yep. And always, you know, we, we had uh, Tatiana, an example is Tatiana's wedding um, a few years back, um, three years ago, I think it was. And, uh, you know, he, um, he being, you know, her biological father, would, um, had a speech. And, um, you know, in that speech, he referred to, to myself and, and thanked myself and so forth and said, you know, he, he hasn't always been there for certain things and there are certain areas where he had sort of struggled and so forth and you know I sort of picked up the slack there and you know we sort of together we've between uh, Jan and myself and her ex and, and of course he's now um, he's now remarried his new wife um, you now we've got three kids that are pretty pretty amazing to be honest yeah. they've actually turned out amazingly well through this whole experience yeah it is an interesting one the whole you know just the, the the splitting up and the coming together of new partners. Um, it's I always find how I always find it amazing how flexible and kind of forgiving and understanding and kind of compassionate kids are. Uh, you know, in just speaking with other stepdads and then obviously going through my own experience, they just seem to kind of ride with the waves and it doesn't seem to upset them too much obviously if there's big upsets then sure they're upset for a period of time but most like what I, from what I've heard and what I've experienced myself they seem to ride through pretty comfortably um, has that been sort of the same experience for you? Yeah look I think yes and no is the answer to that question um, yes they are very flexible and, you know, they take a lot on board and, you know, they're, they're pretty amazing. But they're also very perceptive and they know what's going on. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the things that can be um, really challenging is when mum and dad are, I guess, not getting on all that well and there's, there's I guess, heat and tension between them. And certainly, you know, we've all heard the, the story about you know, parents, you know, using their kids to get back at, you know, their... Their, their partners and that sort of stuff. And I think through sure. our experience, we certainly experienced a fair bit of that. Um, and, you know, I, I can only talk from my side. And, you know, I think what we saw was, you know, Gen X doing that a little bit. And, you know, I'm sure if we spoke to them, they would probably say exactly the same thing as well. So, sure. you know, sure. I'm not here to sort of throw shade on them or anything. But, um, you know, I think that the kids are certainly in the middle of it. What I do know is that they take it all on board. And I... I also think that no matter what is going on, um, they will work it out at the end of the day themselves. And what yep. I mean by that is, you know, if there is tension and so forth, and, you know, we had a situation where, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was said that was probably not true and, you know, there was a lot of, um, I guess, uh, you know, our, our arrangement was that um, the kids would be with their biological dad for, you know, Monday through Thursday and then they would um, come to us Thursday afternoon and we'd have them Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then they'd go back to their dad. You know, that was the, the arrangement that we had for many years and then every couple of weeks or once a month uh, he would have them for the weekend and it was sort of 
slip around so that he would have sure. Um, sure. You know, some time. Um, so, I mean, it was um, was interesting for them going between houses and so forth as well. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, this is something stepdads experience all the time. And, you know, different, different houses have different, um, I guess, different ways of seeing the world and experiencing things and beliefs and rules and what they think. And, you know, I, I think yeah. that that's probably in this situation... Um, different different homes are, are, are probably a fair bit different because if they weren't, the two parents would still be together, right? So there's obviously differences. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's working between, you know, for them to find out, and when I say them, the kids, to work out what is actually working for them and what, what they want to take on board and what uh, what they don't want to take on board. You know, it's in our situation, I think what was really um, what was really important, and this is one way to look at uh, one way to look at stepkids and and you know different relationships or you know blended families and all that sort of stuff. There is there's great things in both environments, and the kids basically rather than growing up in one environment with one parent and you know one father, one mother, and so forth, they actually get to see different models as well. So, and that's what happened sure. in our perspective. So, you know, our kids, um, Jen and I got together and we, we, we live life, um, I guess, in a different way and it's not right or it's not wrong or anything like that, in a different way to how Jen's ex and her, you know, his new partner live life. And really what it does is it opens up, um, I guess, possibilities for the kids to go, well, wow, there's another way to do things rather than just the one way. And yeah. all those sorts of things, Exposure to different uh, different ways of doing things and different beliefs and you know values and those sorts of things allows them to I guess take that on board and go yes I want this part and no I don't want this part and I'll grab this bit from here and it you know gives them I guess more resources to be able to shape them as people is what I've experienced. Yep, you're exactly right, and it's it's funny. Often we don't look at it that way. Often we're very one-eyed and we want to see it our way. Um, I know I've spoken about that those transition times on the podcast before, where you know the kids come home and they're they're thrown into really a totally different world. You know, each week they're thrown from one set of rules to another set of rules to a different set of values, and all of that in the mix. Um, and often it's more about us, especially with I think younger kids, well even teenagers. It's more about us trying to get them back into a routine or control them or, you know, not so much control, but getting it back to a, like a kind of harmonious household um, and whereby we're not looking at it from that, that bigger perspective of, well, you know, like these are just opportunities for them to learn new things. I think that's a, it's a good thing that you bring that up because of, like a lot of the time I think we're caught in, well, I just want, you know, our house to be the way our house is, you know, instead of them, you know, seeing it for them as a learning opportunity, you know, going between the two the two households um, because it can be a a, a bit of a, a trying time, you know, at times when you know, the kids are going back and forth between different sets of rules and values and, and that. But like you say, it is a, really, it's a, a greater possibility um, for them or it opens up a greater possibility for them to see, you know, what they can choose for themselves. 
Yeah, I most mean, definitely. I think that I think that if we look at it from a dichotomous perspective, where we have right and wrong, it's either this way or it's that way, and so forth. Um, you know, I, I think what we're doing is not serving um, our kids. Sure. You know, sure. I think we need to look at it from the perspective of, and, and you know, I think it, it's sometimes difficult, very difficult to do that. I realise, and you know, I've not been in a situation where you know I am a parent who is. Um, who has biological kids who now doesn't have them for a period of time and for whatever reason, um, you know, the person that we I chose to uh, to create those kids with, we're no longer together. So I've, I've not experienced that, so I can't talk from that perspective. What I can talk from is the perspective of I've seen what happens in that situation and experienced from a third-party perspective. Um, which is which has sort of been I guess a different perspective, and I can I guess that's why it's easy for me to sort of or easier for me to sort of say well you know let's look at it as a learning opportunity for them because I'm not as emotionally attached to them because you know they're not actually my biological kids even though I am attached to them don't get me wrong I'll do anything for these kids yeah sure sure but I don't think I don't think it's the same attachment as what you know a biological mother or a biological father has I'm, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, it's it's an interesting conversation that one, and like I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little bit of your same thinking as you. Like I don't think that I have the same biological attachment. Obviously, I don't have that attachment, hmm. but there's there's pieces of me that yeah would like you know run into fire for them and you know do anything for them. Um, but on the other side of the conversation, I've I've talked with other stepdads and they they've said they've brought up the fact that as men that don't go through the actual biological attachment to a child that we can actually attach ourselves to to any kid to to a yeah, point okay. you know it, it's interesting because we don't we don't go through the process of them being inside us and um giving birth you know like essentially we're stepdads to every every kid you know yeah um, which is a different way of looking at it but um I can see yeah, there's there's definitely something in that where um, we we aren't connected to them, but again, we can we can choose to be at a really high level, which is it's, I guess it's a it's a nice thing for us as as men to be able to, to do that. Um, tell me, yeah, look, you go. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, I think it gives us a different perspective, and I think it gives us um, the opportunity to do things in a little bit different ways. And what I think about there is, um, I think about my middle daughter and when she got married. And, you know, it was a very emotional time for me as well, as her father and then, of course, her mother and, and I guess, the stepmother as well. But um, oh. one of the things I realised, and, and this is what I went through, and I don't know whether, you know, some stepdads have experienced this, uh, yet if their kids are younger and so forth. But going through a wedding, that's really interesting because as a stepdad, I, I see this, this young woman as my daughter but then I also realized that I will never because because the because her biological father is still alive and in the picture and so forth um, one of the interesting things that came up for me was I realized that I would never get the opportunity to walk this woman down the aisle when she gets married even though I see her as, as yeah sure yeah there's those sorts of things that come up. It was pretty emotional, actually, and it was very interesting. We, uh, Tatiana and I, had a bit of a moment about it and so forth. And, you know, I, I actually will share a story with you um, sure. that what I did was I, I recognized earlier that this was not going to happen. And with our second daughter, it won't happen as well. And I will do the same thing with the second daughter. 
um, she was, I guess, struggling uh, to work out with finances for some of it and so forth. And, of course, as parents, we all chip in, and that's one of the great things about about having blended families and and four sets of parents, especially when there's a wedding. Uh, It gets split four four ways rather than just two ways, right? So it works out really well there. But um, one of the things I realized at that point in time was that – I wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to walk her down the aisle. So what I did was I said to her, I want to buy your dress for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I actually had my own personal money, not our money or anything like that. Our, you know, I, I actually saved up for it myself personally and bought this dress for her. Oh, nice. And that was, nice. That, was my, that was my gift to her for the wedding. Now, I couldn't walk down the aisle with her, but I could do it through that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a different kind of connection there again. There's a different um, kind of connection. She walked down the aisle with her biological father, but she wore the dress that I bought her, and I was sure. part of that walking down the aisle through that. Sure, sure. Yeah, nice. It's it's funny. Like I often think there's lots of different, and you know, obviously this is why I'm opening up the podcast and interviewing dads, and there's a lot of different conversations like this that don't get spoken about there's a big one that's on my mind and it'd be interesting you know to see what you know who else has experienced or who else has experienced this or if it's another thing but um you know when the question that often comes up for me is what happens when you know and i don't wish this on anyone but their mother passes away and you've almost, you know, you've been raising them for a period of time, and you know, do they go back to their dads? Do they stay with you? Is that like that? That must be another awkward situation that obviously is going to happen, and it's a funny one that you know comes up for me as a as a kind of a a query point. You know, much like you, you know, you didn't get to walk your daughter down the down the aisle, um, but as such, you'd raised her and you'd. You probably felt that you deserved that, you know, that task. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting question that you ask. And um, look, I, I, in relation to my story, I don't know if I deserved the task, but I certainly, um, I certainly wanted to be part of it. I mean, at the end of the day, her biological father is a biological father, and you know, that's sure. you know, that's that's it. But, um, Interesting question in relation to uh, what you speak about um, regarding mm. kids and, you know, if, if the mother was not here, what would actually happen? And I think that's probably dependent upon the situation and so forth. Look, I know where we are in our relationship now with the kids that I have, uh, if Jen wasn't here, I would still be pursuing a relationship with these kids because, you yeah. know, I've I've been part of their life since they were very young. Mm. Yeah. For, you know, majority of their lives and... You know, I think I would like to think that they would want to pursue it still as well, and I, I, I'm fairly confident they would. I'm not. I'm not going to say. Look, I'm, I'm. I'm fairly confident they would. Yeah. I mean, I do things with, and I'm sure you do as well, James. You do things with your stepkids, with um, Leonie, or you know, my wife is not there. I take them out to the movies, and you know, this is what we do, especially oh. when you're part of a. You know, you know, I know you um, and myself have been involved in the Wake Up Worry movement. That's part of dating your kids and so forth, you know. So sure. whether they're biological or not, we still have a relationship with them. And, you know, I yeah. would still pursue a relationship with them even if, if Jen wasn't there, especially yeah. because, 
I guess where I am in this relationship now, it's they're old enough to be able to make their own choices. I guess that could be different if they were young kids and, you know, they were still, uh, I guess, under the care of, you know, a parent, you know, the, the, the other parent might... I guess make choices on behalf of them, which they have every right to do, which may include, uh, you know, not uh, having a relationship. And I guess that would be a pretty difficult and hard thing to, um, uh, I guess, to work through. Mm. But, um, you know, mm. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a little. All situations a, are different. Yeah, it's a little bit of a curly one. It's often one that's come up for me in thinking. But um, yeah, as I said, you know, we've opened up the conversation, so the questions can be thrown out on the table. Um, tell me, just shifting gears a little bit, what's been the the biggest shift for you personally, you know, just in, in being a dad, first of all, um, you know, what's been that, the big piece that you've had to kind of shift your thinking on or let go of, um, in all of yeah, this? Yeah, okay. I, I think for me, and I, I I guess this is similar for, for most dads, whether it be biological or whether it be um, stepdads and so forth. Now, prior to prior to having kids, I, I think we tend to be, I know I did, I won't speak on behalf of everyone else, I, I think I tend to be you know, a little bit more focused on myself than what I would have been. And I think one of the things that I sort of had to shift was the fact that, you know, putting them first and putting them before me. And we want to do that, and I do want to do that. And I find myself, you know, there are times where I find myself going, well, no, you guys, you know, we might have them over for dinner or something like that, and there's only, you know, there's only, I don't know, two sausages left or something like that, and you, <laughs> sure. let, you let them you let them have the sausages, you know what I mean? Sure. Rather yeah. than yeah. you go, well, give me the sausage, or, you know, I'm, I'm hungry still. You go hungry because you want them to... You know, have it rather than you. So I think there's that pers- pers- perspective shift, and I'm, I'm guessing that happens both, you know, with biological and and um, yeah, that's that. so, I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I, I think it's it's a little bit different. Uh, I think it's interesting because I haven't been a, a biological father, so I can't speak on that. But what I was going to say is potentially it's maybe a little bit different because you know we. We don't have that biological connection, but we have more of a, uh, I guess, an emotional and physical connection. Mm. Physical connection because you're present with them on a daily basis, or you know how often you're present with them is what I mean by physical connection, and obviously emotional connection. You know through you know, discussions and what you share, and you know, yeah, uh, sure, helping them throughout their, you know, their journey, and you know what comes up for them, and, and that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think it's. I think kids are great from the perspective of being able to get outside of ourselves, you know, and put something, um, put someone, um, someone before ourselves. And I think that's probably one of the big lessons that I've learned yeah. um, over the years. And certainly not perfect at it. Uh, could probably use some more, uh, <laughs> some more lessons there. But anyway, sure. sure. Um, tell me now. I know you've been involved with uh, Anthony Robbins for a long time, and. Sure. Um, just tell me like a little bit about that and how you think that's kind of affected your perspective towards your kids and and seeing them grow up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so my wife and I have been really blessed over the years to be able to, um, I guess, to be 
in the Tony Robbins environment for a long period of time. Um, and what I mean by that is we haven't just gone and done events. We have done that, but then we've also been involved in volunteering through crews. But then we also have been involved in, uh, I guess, okay, so uh, Jen, my wife, has been involved in, I guess, the production side of his events as well, as have I. So we've, um, I guess we've been involved in that that circle for for quite a period of time and I think you know Tony is just an amazing person and he um he's made such a difference in our lives and um and also our kids' lives as well with just you know the um the insights that he has and how he's able to share those and uh what we've been able to do is I think through that environment and from always looking at improving ourselves and and um looking at different ways to do things, it's allowed us to have more resources. Um, and when I say more resources, more choices. Um, more choices around what we think about things and how we how we frame things and, and so forth, rather than just running old patterns that we had run for years and years and years. We're actually um, able to sort of step back for a little bit and go, well, what if... Um, what am I not seeing? What am I missing? You know, those sorts of things, rather than just, I guess, defaulting and and um, you know reacting straight away. And I think that has been beneficial in our relationship and both with the kids and you know the whole blended family and so forth. Because you know sometimes, and it's not to say we didn't, um, but you know sometimes you're able to step back and just go, okay, well, what's really going on here, as opposed to just reacting to the fact that you know. Jen's ex has, you know, said or done something that doesn't fit with our model of the world or whatever it may be. So, so I mean, it's been really good from that perspective. It's been good for us um, as a couple to be able to work through this. But what we've also done is we have taken... With, um, if you talk Tony Robbins, he's got a couple of different events. Um, he's got his UPW event. I'm certainly not plugging him or anything like that. But uh, he also has a... a an event called Date with Destiny, which is um, mm, sure, a six and a sure. half day event that is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you can get yourself there, you should do it. Um, and it's just really a, a massive event for personal transformation and finding out a lot about yourself and why you do things and the patterns you run and you know all those different sort of things. And we've um, we've done that a few times ourselves personally, but we've also taken two of our kids to that event. Right. Um, so the yep. eldest son, and then also the um, the eldest daughter as well. So the, the eldest two have been to that six and a half day event and spent time in that environment. And we did that because we wanted them to again have more perspective and choice, and to understand themselves, but then also to try and bring some perspective to what they've been through as kids. Sure. Um, sure. Uh, in a blended family, and you know, having parents split up, and why. Parents have done what they've done, and you know, so they can see and understand that you know their parents are actually really great people, and sometimes you know they they're actually human, and they make choices, and sometimes those choices are maybe not the best choices, or sometimes those choices don't, um, I guess, serve um, themselves or even the kids as well as what they could have. And I mean, that, we all go through that, so. You know, sure. it's it's been very instrumental in in building our family and. Um, and and bringing them close together. I mean, you know, the eldest son Daniel only went to this event uh, last year. Actually, it was this it was this year. I think it was this year. 
and it certainly brought Jen and um, and Dan, the eldest son, together a lot closer than what they had been previously. Um, not that they weren't close, uh, you know. There's been certain things over the years and and so forth that have sort of you know been challenging, but um, I think they're in a place now that is just um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing to watch. It's pretty amazing yeah. to see and it's pretty amazing to be part of. And I put that down to. Now, I put that down to you know a lot of the Tony Robbins stuff that we've been involved in in that environment and getting the kids involved in it as well and so forth. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, like you say, giving them you know greater possibilities and you know opening their mind to new perspectives and you know it's something that I think it's it's crucial in life. Um, I was quite fortunate, you know, I travelled overseas when I was 20, 20 years old and had a professional sporting career, so I got to see a lot of the world at that age, you know, 20. I, I wish I had it at 15 or 14 or 12 even. Um, so I think anything we can offer our kids as far as a life experience um, is is a massive benefit. And just being able to, you know, I've, I haven't been to date, date with Destiny um I've been to UPW and, you know, obviously read a lot of Anthony Robbins' books and heard his audio tapes and, you know, used to do his hour of power for years on end. And yep. it's certainly a, you know, a powerful, you know, knowledge there to be shared and being able to give that to your kids is, I think it's a fantastic opportunity and a fantastic gift, really. Um, you know, as I said, those life experiences uh, are a must. Um, and we... I think this is probably, you know, it's one of the things I try to do with my kids is like take them traveling, take them to different countries, you know, like uh, open their eyes rather than live a closed lifestyle. And obviously that's, that's serviced by, you know, income a lot of the time, but it doesn't have to be. It can be, you know, through books or stories or, or whatever it might be. But, um, yeah, I think it's a pretty amazing gift that you're, you're giving them by, you know, opening that up, that opportunity up for. Yeah, look, it's you know one of the things that we've recognised from it is it sort of um, you know any experiences that you can create for your kids um, to help them grow, to help them you know become more, to you know, help them understand themselves is um, is a great thing. And um, I just think that I just think that um, hello, yeah. Yeah. Are you there? Sorry. Oh, I, lost you there. Wow. <laughs> no, that's I just think that it just all went silent for a second and my phone just sort of went fine. Sorry. Back on back on topic. Um yeah. I, I think that what we've been able to do is uh, is to elevate the communication and elevate the discussions that we have with our kids mm. through this yeah. sort of environment. You know. If you talk to if you talk to, if we talk to our kids now versus, you know, a number of years ago before they did these events and you know, honestly we want to get the youngest one there but she's not quite ready for it yet. Um you know, Tony talks about one of his classic things is he talks about six human needs and you would have come across this James oh. when you went to UPW where he talks about, you know, the six human needs and and everything we do is to meet one or two of those needs and you know and, and so forth if 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 people are out there and listening to this, go and check it out. It's it's pretty amazing. And it's very simple. And what yeah. it does is it then gives us, you know, our kids having that knowledge and understanding those sort of concepts of, you know, six human needs and so forth allows us to communicate with them on that level. Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's 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 a completely different conversation. Yeah. 
yeah, it allows you yeah. know fr- frameworks for growth rather than um, limitation. It's, oh, um, that's exactly right. And they can look at us and they can go, well, you know, what pattern are you running here now and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes that's uh, that's really great that they actually can see that and so forth and they can see that in their, their dad and they can see that in myself and their mum and all that sort of yeah. thing, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mate, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like you, we've kind of talked a lot about the the possibilities that are open to kids and, you know, just kind of being the enablers for that. Um, you know, what do you think has been the number one thing that your kids have taken away from having a stepdad? Yeah, really good question. Um, the number one thing. I would like to think that they've taken away the concept of there being other other models of a relationship. Sure. Because... I mean, you know, for me, my, my parents were always to, have always been together and they're still together and have been together for a long period of time. And that's my, that's my model for a relationship, right? That's what I grew up with. That's what I saw. Yeah, sure. And our kids have got the model when, you know, their mum and their dad were together. And then they've got the model when their dad and their new wife is together. And they've got the model where their mum and their stepdad has been together. Yeah. Which are all three different models. So yeah, sure. You know, that's that's one of the things I've been working on my, myself personally is going. Okay, well, this is my relationship model, which is based on my, is based on my parents. Mm, and sure. How's that? How's that serving me up until now? And you know, nothing wrong with my parents' relationship or anything like that. But is that really the relationship that I want with my wife? Mm, yeah. So, you know, rather than me getting to the age of forty-five and going, well, you know, wow, what about this? These guys have got multiple models when they're a bit younger, and then they can take that and go, okay, well, how do we want to apply this part and this part to their relationships when they get older? So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to think that they've taken that. I'd like to think that they've they've taken the concept, and I think this is a big thing with with stepdads. You know, we as stepdads don't have the biological connection that obviously, you know, um, biological dads do. However, what we do give them is we give them another model and another example that it's possible for someone not to have that yet to love someone unconditionally. Mm, sure, sure. That's a perfect perfect way. Um, you know, like that's something amazing to pass on really, isn't it? To be able it to... Is, it is, it is. Yeah, you know, I, I have no connection to these kids other than I'm connected to their mum. Yeah, I would do anything for them, just like you would, James, with your kids that you mentioned. And, you know, that shows them that, you know, it is possible for someone who is a complete stranger who's come into your life to actually have a connection at this deep level and love them unconditionally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mate, I think that's the perfect note to to finish up on. But before we, we do wrap up, I will ask, do you have one parting tip or one key thing that you could pass on to other stepdads out there and, and just our listeners? One parting tip. Um, yeah, sure. I think I think with stepdads and I think when you have kids, and I can speak from a perspective of, you know, we've we've obviously been together for a long period of time now. I'm talking about myself and 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 my stepkids or my kids. I'm not going to call them my stepkids because they're not; they're just my kids. Um, 
they'll work it out, hey. They will work it out. You just got to be there to support them and give them opportunities and, you know, I guess dust them off, love them, and, um, you know, they'll be fine. They'll work it out. Mm. Just be the... They're resilient. Be the support, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's all you got to do. Just be the support for them. Yeah. That's what I think we're here to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic, Grant. Mate, thanks very much for, for being on today, and, yeah, I'm sure our, our listeners will get a... A great deal out of that. It was a great talk. Just, you know, opening up that conversation around, you know, opening up their life to greater possibilities. I think it's a, a great, um, a great thing to pass on. So thanks, mate. Really appreciate you being on today. And, yeah. um, you know, for everyone no, out there. Oh, go. Yeah, sure. I was just going to say, I appreciate the opportunity and you actually putting this together, Jones. I mean, this is, um, this is pretty amazing. And I think that there is, you know, there's certainly need for, you know, a movement like what you're creating here for stepdads and for us to all get together and, you know, just learn from each other and, and, and understand, you know, the, the role of a stepdad. So, you know, uh, kudos to you, mate, for getting off your butt and actually, um, you know, and actually doing something about it. I appreciate that, Grant. Thanks, mate. And we'll talk to everyone again soon. Thanks for listening and we'll talk again soon. Would you like to learn more about how stepdads across the globe are joining forces in raising the next generation of leaders? Then head to www.stepdadsuccess.com and grab all the show notes plus a copy of the brand new tactical guide for creating more happiness, health, wealth and wisdom as a stepdad. And if you liked the podcast, please share it with other stepdads you know and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, that's www.stepdadsuccess.com for all the show notes and tactical guide. Come and join the new breed of stepdads, the growing group of leaders raising leaders.